0: the return of the midweeks. Dear friends, it's Wisdom Wednesday. Sorry it's coming to you a bit late in the day, but that's okay. We are going to be looking at the second section of Proverbs 31. If you are with us last time, you remember that the first section of Proverbs 31 was a call to King Lemuel from his mother to be a wise king, and to turn away from uh, living for pleasure, and to commit himself to living for righteousness, and especially by giving justice, to be a, a good king and a justice giver as a king. And so the second part is an acrostic poem about wise womanhood. It's often called the Proverbs 31 woman, and it's just good to remember that Proverbs 31 isn't just this acrostic poem. It's um. Poetry from King Lemuel's mother, but there's actually two poems. It's one about being a good king, and then a second poem about being a um, an excellent wife, an esheth hayil. And so, why do I say this is King Lemuel's mother? One of the things about the proverb genre is that proverbs are meant to be named. We talked about this last time, and so the fact that you don't have a new person named as the author of this poem. This acrostic poem indicates that it should be understood to be also something King Lemuel's mother, an oracle of King Lemuel's mother that she taught her son that he's now handing on to um, the people of God in Israel for them to learn. Um, And why do I call this an acrostic poem? An acrostic is a kind of poetry that kind of spells out something with the first letter of each line in the poem, and this is an acrostic poem where it works through the Hebrew alphabet. It goes Aleph, Beit, Gimel, Daleth, Hey, Vav. And each line begins with the next letter in the alphabet. And um, symbolically, what that means is that it is attempting to say everything you can say about the subject. It goes from A to Z. It's the alpha and the omega about this subject. And by doing that, you're saying, I'm trying to give a broad 360 degree view of this subject that I'm giving a poem about. And so there's a few things you can say about this poem. As you remember from the beginning, this whole book of Proverbs has had this woman called Lady Wisdom kind of speaking every once in a while in the beginning there. And so wisdom, Chokhmah, is a feminine word, and so she's personified as a woman speaking to young men in particular and calling them up to wisdom and threatening them with the consequences of foolish foolishness. And now this is going to end with Um, this poem about an excellent wife or a valiant wife and in one sense this valiant wife is lady wisdom in the flesh it's her life in the community in the community of her home and then community of her city and so it's somebody said before that this is just meant to be like a symbolic view of wisdom but i think it is meant to actually also have some teaching aspects to it it's meant to be a picture of a wise woman in action but it is um kind of like you take the symbolic lady wisdom and you robe her in flesh in the community and this is the kind of stuff that comes out and so there's two things going on here it is meant to be a picture up for attraction for men men are supposed to look for this kind of woman and you can tell from the end where it says hey beauty is fleeting like don't chase after just a pretty face without caring about the character and it's also meant to be a picture to aspire after as far as wanting to um, demonstrate wisdom from a woman's own life the same way that in proverbs is often we'll look at men wanting to display what wisdom in their life in their context as well so without further ado let's look at the poem of an excellent wife of an esheth hayil so it says an excellent wife who can find she is more precious than jewels so it starts off just by saying she's very rare and so she's worth treasuring seeking out like treasure and treasuring when you have her and worth imitating because she's so valuable and then what does it begin to say about her? Verse 11, the heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. So one of the first things it does is it places her in relationship. It places her in relationship to her husband. Of course, back in the Old Testament times, um, most people would be married. It's maybe less common now, but most people would be married. And But these are just regular community relationships that she is pictured in. And so the first thing that this excellent wife um, is characterized by, this this uh, woman who is wisdom personified, is that she is super trustworthy and does good to the people around her, especially her husband. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. And you might think that this contrasts to the adulterous woman from the beginning of Proverbs here, who destroys not only her own home, but the lives of other people who come into her verse 13 she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands she's like the ships of the merchants she brings her food from afar she rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens she considers a field and buys it with the fruit of her hands she plants a vineyard And so what we have next is we start off with that relationship of trust and doing good to people and then we kind of have an explanation of how that works itself out and it's really a picture of industry she goes after wool and flax and works with willing hands so she's doing cottage industry most industry back then would be cottage industry in-home industry they didn't have factories back then so she's getting the raw materials for producing things and it's like she's like this merchant ship where she brings her food from afar so she's she's actually there's lots of activity here that's enriching the home Um, she rises while she at night so she's not a sluggard Um, like the men in the beginning were warned not to be sluggers she is not a sluggard instead she's providing food for her household and portion for her maidens so you can see that she's seen here not as um, a solitary woman but she's actually got her own workforce so she's got this cottage industry she's running a small business she has employees quote unquote and she's doing the, the she's in amongst the busyness of managerial work she's providing the necessities for doing the work. She's taking care of the employees that she has under her. I'm modernizing some of the the wording here, but this is what's going on. Verse 16. She considers a field and buy it. So she's um, working in real estate. She wants to turn a profit by owning things and selling things. And what she does here is, with the profits that she's gained from her cottage industry, she planting a vineyard, which is. In the Old Testament times, one of the greatest signs of wealth and productive wealth, it is very difficult to grow a vineyard and to harvest the wine and to actually produce wine. It's labor intensive. It takes years to accomplish and it takes attention to detail and attention to the work. And so she's doing this. She's um, she's started off with cottage industry and now she is creating the some of the most expensive produce possible through her wisdom through her shrewd dealing and through her industriousness she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong she perceives that her merchandise is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night so um, she's desiring to be strong and i don't know if this is physically strong it might be but it seems like amongst all the industry it's like she's turning a profit so that she's providing stability profitability and resources for the home her lamp does not go out at night so that the idea is there she's got enough wealth that she can actually keep burning oil all night long without coming into poverty verse 19 she puts her hand to the distaff and her hands to the spindle she opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy so this is again we're seeing her activity amongst community so um, she's creating clothing that's the distaff and the spindle she's creating clothing and she shares it with the poor and needy so her impact is going beyond her marriage she's a blessing to her husband and beyond her home she takes care of her maidens and now is going outside of the home to impact the poor and needy in her area with her industriousness and her generosity. Verse 21, she's not afraid of snow for her household. For all her household is clothed in scarlet. So um, she's preparing for the future and producing enough so that people are taken care for, of in the future. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. So purple is a super expensive, expensive type of clothing. So not only is she industrious, but she actually understands wealth and she understands collecting wealth. Verse 23, Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. So her industriousness, her wisdom, her community service has actually improved the reputation of her husband so that he's become a uh, man with a great reputation even among the other leaders in town. Verse 24, she makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sasses to the merchants. Strength and dignity are her clothing. She laughs at the time to come. So she's a provider. And because she's so in tune with wisdom and provision, she doesn't worry about um, a time of lack coming. Now, this isn't unbelief. This is her demonstrating her faith in God through her industriousness so that she's got provision for the future. Verse 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. So, um she's pictured as a woman who knows the book of proverbs who understands the book of proverbs and has mastered the contents of proverbs so much so that she is then passing on this wisdom itself and this is why i think of her as like lady wisdom in the flesh because she is passing on the wisdom of the book of proverbs to others and so she's enriching the spiritual life of those around her by being a woman of wisdom in her community She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. So here we have it again. So now it's coming back. We have this big picture of wisdom showing itself in industriousness which is profitable because of understanding how the world works and how to have good business. And now these people in her community, her children and her husband, are coming back to praise her for all the good she's doing. And her husband says, Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. And then in verse 30, we get this mother's call to both women and men. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. And this is how Proverb ends with this call, this oracle from Lemuel's mother um, telling a community, husbands, children, co workers, it's saying, Don't look at just the outside, but look at the heart. And a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And you can see her fearing the lord because she's internalized the wisdom of proverbs and she's demonstrating it by her industriousness and her righteousness in the community the community knows that she is going to impact them with goodness through her work and wisdom through her mouth and so the response of the community is to then turn around and praise her to honor her for her faith in god being demonstrated Through wisdom in word and deed. And that's the Proverbs 31 woman in a very quick nutshell.